Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt Cohen, and welcome to a very special Bagged and Boarded. Uh, my co-host Jesse Rivers couldn't be with us this evening, as he is currently moving back to his hometown of Mobile, Alabama. Jesse, we wish you all the luck in the world, buddy. Uh, Jesse will be gone for about a month on a hiatus, you know, setting his life up and whatnot. So until then, the show must go on. And I will be presenting you with a series of special podcasts where I will be joined by illustrious and storied guests of screen and and paper and and wood and small decorative vases that uh, your grandmother has on that end table, you know, by the back door, the back door that leads to the pool. Our first uh, very, very, very special round of guests join me on a quiet and chilly evening in Los Angeles, California, on December 2nd, in the year 2009. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. D.C. Pearson and Miss Maggie McFadden of Derek Comedy. So why don't you do yourself a favor, pour yourself a piping hot mug of cocoa, nestle up in your favorite snuggie, dim the lights, and enjoy. Oh, and if you learn how to laugh along the way... You're welcome. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Matt Cohen. Welcome to Bagged and Boarded, uh, a Jesse List Bagged and Boarded, the first one. He's on his way back to Mobile, and we wish him luck, but not really. Uh, I am joined here today by some very special guests. Um, you folks may be familiar with some of their work on YouTube from some videos such as Bro Rape and Blowjob Girl and all that fun stuff. They got a new film coming out called Mystery Team without... Uh, Kind of nervous tonight because I just took a huge bong and I'm sorry. <laughs> I, for and to be and for all candor and stuff, uh, <laughs> please welcome DC Pearson and Maggie McFadden of Derek Comedy and the new film Mystery Team. What's hey, up, what's guys? up, guys? We just watched Matt take a huge bong rip. He's not exaggerating. It was like it was shaped like a Soviet submarine. That's my new one. Yeah, and he just took. He, it's it's a it's das called bong. A, it's called the Hunt for Red Bongtober. <laughs> or I think said, in parentheses, Das Bong. <laughs> like they used to do a Rocky and Bowie. Or you know what I mean. Das Bong is better. Das Bong is better. Das bong is better. All right. Well, I quit. I quit. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, guys. I really appreciate you filling in the gap that uh, my asshole co-host left when he moved back for some reason. All joking aside, he really is a douchebag, though. But it's all right. Well, you, can uh, you guys are from Derek Comedy. Uh, what do you say? You're best known from the YouTube or your sketch comedy group, or what? what how would you? Yeah, no, yourself? I think um, that's kind of what, if anybody, especially people on the internet, would know us from. It would be from the internet, uh, the YouTube videos. Um, we've been they've been seen over 150 million times online. I think is the official figure that we like to. Uh, to sling around. Mm-hmm. Most of them, we basically, each one of us, there's five of us in the group, each one of us has tried to see them at least 10 million times. Yeah, definitely. So that's 50 million. <laughs> and then we've enlisted a couple of friends and family to like try to contribute 100,000 here, 100,000 views there. So that's all you need is three. Together we scraped it together. All you need is three people to watch each video and you guys are viral. Exactly. So, you know, if any of our aunts or uncles are out there listening, yeah. Thanks for taking a break from watching our videos to listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, how, did, how did you guys first meet, all meet each other? You say there's five of you in the group. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, in the group is DC Pearson, who's with us tonight. Donald Glover, who couldn't join us. Dominic Dierkis, who couldn't. Am I saying that last name right? Uh, it's Dierkis, yeah, but. Dierkis. All right. Dierkis is better, kind of. Yeah, let's say it how we want to say it. More endearing, <laughs> I feel like. You yeah. know it's I mean? open to interpretation. It's like a really beautiful art film. His, his, you bring to his last name what you want to bring to it. Yeah. It's like a Lars von Trier flick. Uh, we got <laughs> Dominic Duke, it's Dan Ekman, who directs all the stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, Maggie, who's with us tonight, who produces. You guys first met in New York, or...? Yeah, basically, kind of what happened is um, myself and Donald and Dominic were uh, went to New York University together, and we were directing this sketch comedy group, and we kind of ended up writing a bunch of stuff together just because we wouldn't have enough material to do a show every month. And so we would start writing stuff together, and we kind of dug each other's vibe. Um, and Dan was at film school with Dominic. They were roommates. And Dan made a lot of video stuff for the group, and Maggie would produce it. And we kind of basically, when people started graduating, we just kind of went, we want to keep doing this and making these videos. And so we sort of formed this group as this five-person collaboration. So a lot of people know you, or at least you have a connection with the Upright Citizens Brigade. Did you guys ever do improv, or was it always really sketch-based? 
the foundation of the group? Um, it came from more of a sketch background. Um, like I said, we came from doing live sketch comedy shows at NYU. But um, the three of us, myself, Dominic, and Donald, the performers, we do have an improv background there. We all studied improv and eventually, like, you know, coached and, and taught improv and sketch there. Um, and the name Derek comes from. Yeah, they were, yeah that's they a, were that's entering a, great question. Uh, <laughs> a three-on-three sort of like improv battle, uh, and they needed a name for the group. Their names all start with D, Dom, Donald, and DC, mm-hmm. and they were like, let's come up with another D name. Yeah, the, four, the fourth member. Uh, yeah, the, the, the anonymous. He's the hoodie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hungry, you know. and, yeah, and then Dan came on and he worked out. I did not work out so well with Maggie, but <laughs> right. But interestingly enough, Maggie means uh, comes from the Irish um, uh, <laughs> despicable. I was gonna say, is, it really, is that what it really is? It what is that what it is? Despicable. Maggie? No, I think my real name is Margaret, which means pearl. Okay, see, that's out. much better than what what he tells yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he's a dick, but yeah. <laughs> Dick, there you go, Dick. That's the other name. Dick. Yeah, sure. Dick. Yeah, Dick. It, it, it could have been Dick. Yeah, it could have been Dick comedy. <laughs> if only. Is, is, if only it's a tribute to that, like uh, Michelle Williams, uh, Richard Nixon comedy from Absolutely. the late 90s, early 2000s. I just saw that. I love yeah. that you would go Michelle Williams and not Kirsten Dunst. Dude, I've been down for MW since day one. There you go. Dawson. I mean, one. we're going back to Dawson. Yeah, we're going back right? to, Dawson, yeah, to Dawson year one. You went over Joey? See, that, I never watched it. Oh, okay. So I, I, I tried to hang, and I couldn't hang. You called me out. I, I tried. You fucking I mean, called me on the Katie carpet. Holmes. You're, you're making it a joke. It was Katie Holmes oh, and Michelle Williams. Katie Holmes and Michelle Williams. Has Michelle Williams always been second banana in everything she's ever been? Yeah, that was, you know, it was like the Gilligan's Island of our generation almost. Like, you know. <laughs> The Marianne or Ginger, it was right. Joey or oh, see that's the thing. I like Joey, so I can't even remember her name. On Did Michelle Williams I, also I have a cute boy's name? No, I think it was something regular. Like it was, she was like the out of towner. I don't know. Right, I went on the like, set tour because my grandparents really? lived where you, that show was filmed in North Carolina, there? Wilmington, North Carolina, and I went on the set tour before they uh, started filming it. You and I was like, "What the fuck is this show?" That's awesome. I never watched it, but I've been there. You guys both know. How old were you guys just before you? If you don't mind, I apologize. I'm 25. 24. I'm 25 as well. How did you never see Dawson's Creek? I mean, I was like it's, aware of it, it's but not I, good. But no, like, I, I mean, I, was, I just, I was, I don't know. I, I never like watched it. Watched it. like same with like 90210. I never watched it. I knew it was on, but I never watched it. I lived it. <laughs> I have a 90210. I wore a 90210 T-shirt this afternoon. I know it's the kind of song. ironic though. Out of irony, I wear it. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> To be one of those like cool guys, like I, I'm in the cool guys with the irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know those guys <laughs> with, the their, with guys. their flares and stuff. Uh, <laughs> did you? Um, so you said you guys met at NYU. Did you grow up? Let's. I mean, you guys are here, so let's talk about you sure. personally. Did you grow up trying to get into comedy or performance? Did you know from an early age that was what you wanted to do, or? Um, I sort of ended up at NYU through a, a weird but not terribly interesting set of circumstances where basically I just did, I was like a theater geek in high school and I really liked doing theater and I liked performing, but I also liked writing and I was, I was like good at writing, whereas like trying to do acting and saying like, I want to be an actor is really, really comes al- along with a lot of its own like problems and, and questions and uh, nightmares. So I applied to the dramatic writing program at NYU uh, Tisch School of the Arts, and I got into that. Fancy. So I ended up going super, fancy. super fancy. Yeah, totally. You show up there, and they uh, they wave palm fronds at you, and they have berets. Berets. They you around. Yeah, hordes of eighteen year old kids with berets, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, palm alls. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they pass them around too. Everyone, you can only take one drag off each, and they pass them on down the line. And uh, you know, then we all watch Garden State and go, nice. <laughs> so to transition from that yeah. to to comedy, uh, how did that happen for you personally? Um, I just I basically through the connection of a friend back home who actually founded the group. I got into this group called Hammercats, which was the sketch comedy group. And then a couple years later, I ended up co-directing that with Dominic and Donald, and that's how I just ended up like. Interfacing in particular with those guys, but through that group, Hammercats ended up getting into the Upright Citizens Brigade theater scene in New York, doing sketch and, and improv and that kind of stuff. And, so, and the music for many—that's how, right? And didn't you do? Didn't you rock the uh, the the music or whatever during Ascot a lot? Oh yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Man, you did do your research, dude. I used to know. Um, my oh, you were there. You were there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I was there every you week for were, like three years. You've been doing your research for years now. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah. This is so, the interview I've been born. Yeah, I, mean, I would. Uh, yeah, I also like tech. I did pretty much every job at the UCB in New York that there is to do. I was an intern, and my first day there, I changed what's called the shit bags. No, it's always totally, the, yeah, yeah. the plastic trash bags that hang above the stage. 
Um, for those of you, full of, yeah. yeah, for those of you who've never been to the UCB Theater in New York, it's under a uh, supermarket, and uh, the ceiling's not the best of material, and it's under the butcher station, they say. Is it really, though? It's or under... It just... It's that place in the back of the supermarket where you can go and buy big bricks of shit, and they'll, like, cut a big Absolutely. brick of shit for you off of the... You know, it's like, this is a good cut of shit. Right so here. where they remove that shit from, the, the remainder of the shit drains down through the floor... Into the comedy club below and collects in buckets. <laughs> it which, becomes hilarious. Which then ha- yeah, which, becomes which hilarious. equals That's comedy gold. Exactly. Yeah. Shit drained yeah. through floor into ceiling equals comedy. <laughs> it's, an, it's an old uh, uh, equation. But so yeah, you guys have to empty them, right? Yeah. So the first day I was there, and there's no like elegant way to do it because it's not like an actual bag there where you can sort of grab it and pull it down. You have to. It's just sort of a bag that's taped up flat, like a piece of plastic on the ceiling you then have to cut down with a box cutter there's no good way to do it comedy is so glamorous but yeah you just kind of have to hope that all of the shit water isn't going to splash or, or take one for the team exactly, uh, exactly. Maybe, how about you how did you did you grow up uh, comedy minded no I mean I like DC I was a big drama nerd I was you know president of drama club in New Hampshire and I knew Dan uh, for like a senior project he was doing uh, a play and he needed a stage manager so I ended up stage managing his play and then through that um, he was like sort of making short films with his brother and like needed a producer and I was pretty organized for an 18 year old so <laughs> I got the job and I started producing short films for him and then um just he, we both ended up going to college in New York. I actually went to Fordham at Lincoln Center, not at NYU, which is like we don't really tell people that. Um, yeah, But so we just like sort of we, you know, we stayed close, and um, I just produced a lot of short films for him, and then he met Dominic, and they wrote a short film that I produced that we took to the HBO Comedy Festival when they used to have that in Aspen, and we won an award, and then I got hooked up with these. These jackanapes. Yeah. I like you said we, like, we took it to the festival because yeah. for whatever reason I imagine you guys like not being invited. You just thought <laughs> it was like, like the back of a truck like, well, listen assholes, we got a short film that's going to blow your minds. And they were like, You're let, right. let, let them in. Let, let, let them, them play. In. Let them pass. Slow golf yeah. clap. Yeah. Yeah. But never spell no, out the golf clap. Just it just stayed at this case yeah. and awkward for an hour and a half. Good. Yeah. It's golf, man. <laughs> So yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of how I. Ended. Very cool. Yeah. So I mean, so you, neither of you saw yourselves at twenty five years old working in comedy, as it were. No, or? I mean, I always wanted to work in television. I moved to New York, so I was like, I can intern in television there, and that's kind of. But I didn't really see myself as particularly funny. Yeah, and I think too, I, I kind of like I um, really idolized when I was in like middle school and high school, like the auteur filmmakers of the nineties, your Quentin Tarantino's, your Kevin Smiths. Um, uh, but but for real, and so I always kind of like wanted to maybe be something like that, and I ended up like going into writing, and then through writing, I ended up going into comedy. And there's something wonderful about comedy where it's like really appeals to people with low self esteem because you know right away if you've succeeded or failed. And if you succeeded, people laugh, and if they don't, it's that, it's that instant gratification. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. You guys are kind of uh, uh, systematic. That's not the right word. Kind of an example of what happens a lot. Like the kids who are, who grow up as the class clowns, who are you know what I mean? Like those the kids who are always getting the laughs, who try think they're going to be the next what Jerry Seinfeld or Woody Allen, and they stand up young. They always wind up as stockbrokers or accountants, <laughs> and it's the people that that work in comedy full time as a career, like never kind of always fell into it. It doesn't, it seems like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, the, well, because it's such a different, I think that it's very, it's probably pretty easy to be funny in class because you can be like, look at that kid. <laughs> nah, yeah, Check yeah. this kid out. Am I right, guys? A sporadic, it's more about, a sporadic fart. Yeah, it's either about eating bugs or about organizing like a gang up on another kid, I feel like, if you're at that age, where I didn't really start being funny to anyone but myself. Until I was maybe in high school, maybe, and they're like, "Yeah, that kid, that kid does plays, but also does a pretty good British accent." <laughs> we think that's pretty funny. Oh, we can man, all agree. British 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 we'll we'll let him slot. We'll let him slot. You, you still have, you still rock the shitty British accent. I do rock the shitty one. I know it never got it never. It, it still stayed. Good. It stayed the shit. It stayed. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, stayed. Yeah. It might have even gotten worse. It might have been. It might have decayed over the years. <laughs> Very nice. Excuse me. Uh-uh. See, that bong is taking its toll. I apologize for that really awkward beginning. No. Even though people are going to hear it now. I, yeah. I, like, I like to be honest with the audience. Mm-hmm. You should be. You should let them know, like, 
here's the level you need to be at to enjoy Absolutely. this Absolutely. And that's, that's, I'm also saying that, like, that's the worst it's going to get. So, like, that was the low watermark. It's mm-hmm. all beautiful cruising from now on. Yeah. And because I got that over in the first few minutes, it's going to be the greatest podcast. Well, by now, they've had a chance to do a bottle rip of their the own. 21st so century. Same... I mean, that is, that is the audience. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, there you go. Yeah. But, but the audience is living bong rips. I, lo- I love so They're a nation yeah. of, of, of sentient bong rips. They're folks who absolutely... <laughs> They're folks who live who live very much in a world of resin-induced thoughts. Um, <laughs> so you guys were doing sketch comedy at NYU, and then you said you uh, you got into um, UCB and started doing improv. How did that translate to uh, the videos going to the web? Because, I mean, a lot of people talk about that being a new medium and how we should all embrace that, and a lot of people say that's a lot of silly because no one watches it, but you guys are an example of, I mean, the opposite of that. I mean... There are mil- millions of people put videos on YouTube, and the average video has like 17 hits. How did you go from uh, sketch group at NYU performing for, I'm assuming, like rooms of 100 folks at max to starlets of the World Wide Web? <laughs> Star- <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are starlets. As you are. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, we, we basically, I mean, we never sort of set out to be like, we're going to be a popular internet sketch comedy group, because when we started doing it, there wasn't really such a thing. We basically started putting our videos on YouTube. It was a very new medium at that point. I had, like, over winter break read some article about it, because, like, Lazy Sunday was a big viral video before that was a thing, had gone up on this thing called YouTube, and I was like, we, so we have these videos, and we don't, we're not able to put them up on our own website, because it costs money for bandwidth, and we don't have that money. We can put them up on this YouTube thing for free, and so we put them up there Literally, because we just didn't have the money to host them on our own website. At that point, had, had you guys been showing them at UCB and stuff, or yeah, so. we, had like some, we had like a monthly show at that point. I think mm. that what was that called? It's it called like outtakes. Outtakes, yeah, where they showed like videos, like just random comedy yeah. videos. And I think we'd done a few for that show, and then we're like, well, what are we gonna do with them now? Kind of. Yeah, exactly. We kind of it was a show where we would make some new videos each month, sometimes based around a theme. And we did maybe two of those, and we would also show other comedy groups' videos. And it was the way of, like, let's have this outlet for short films. I mean, people forget what the world was like before YouTube. I do. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where yeah. you couldn't, where there was no audience. Yeah. Unless you were on TV or in the right. movies. We would all say, like, oh, remember that cool thing they did to the Muppets one time? And I would say, let's look it up on, and then I didn't have any way to complete that <laughs> yeah. And I would just sort of my tongue wall out of my mouth. Yeah, 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 exactly. If only. Right. I, yeah. And I, I said, someday there's going to be a tube. I don't know if it's going to be my tube or your tube, Virginia. <laughs> I was like, I went into a sort of Clifford Odette's uh, monologue at that point. <laughs> You are a drama, uh, a drama kid, aren't you? Sir? Yeah. Why? What's the, the heavy like drama references tonight on the podcast? This is cool. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, yeah. it, it's going well. It's mm. it's going well. All right. Okay. Cool. Good. We're good. Yeah. Good. yeah we're, we're fine. We're all six bombers. I've had I've had guests <laughs> run out screaming with their hair on fire. Really? No. Did, okay. No. It's it's. I like to run a tight ship. <laughs> Obviously. So so you guys, uh, you YouTube had just been a new medium at that point. You put some videos up, and what was? Do you remember the response at first? And these were, I'm sorry, these were I'm videos you had already all shot, and I forgot Yeah, they had, they had been ones that we shot for the show, and, like, I don't mm. remember. We'd made a couple, like, real... We probably made, like, we probably had maybe, like, two or three that we had made for um, this college group that we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also had made maybe, like, five or six for this show that we would do monthly at Upper Citizens Brigade. Yeah, so we put them up on YouTube, and then I think we had made um, Bro Rape, and we had wanted to put it up at the show that we were doing, the live show. We really wanted to, like, show everyone in the audience this video, and for some, like, weird technical glitch, Dan wasn't able to export it, so we um, ended up... Yeah, Dan had been working with the guys at College Humor, and he sort of emailed them overnight. He was like, oh, it's kind of a bummer. Like, I didn't get to show this video at the show. Would you guys mind linking to it once we put it up on YouTube? And they were like, yeah, sure, totally. And so sort of as a consolation prize to showing it live, we got to link it on College Humor. And then it ended up really like connecting with their audience because it sort of spoofs, you know, hyper-masculine bro culture. Um, and they people really, really dug it and it got a bunch of views. And we, we very consciously tried to brand them like as Derek, as this group, so that people wouldn't just think, oh, these are just sort of videos that bubbled up from nowhere on the internet. There's actually a force behind them, like, trying to make them, and hopefully people will come back and watch them, 
and it got a, a, a ton of views, and then people kept showing up to watch our other videos. Like so, I mean, so before Bro Rape had all the other videos, I mean, they've been viewed, but nothing over like, the million marker. No, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, 17 views. That's what, like, yeah. like most, like most Literally, yeah, videos. exactly. The requisite 17 views that everything has on there for some reason. What was it like for you guys when Bro, when Bro Rape, if you haven't seen it, by the way, I mean, check it out. It's, it's a hilarious sketch. Um, or... We'd call it a short film? Yeah, you'd have yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we tend to refer to them as, like, yeah, short film. It depends on what room we're in. If we're in a comedy room, we refer to them as sketches. And if we're in, like, a film room, it's like, oh, we make shorts. Yeah. These short films that we've made. Absolutely. Well, what, what was that like for you guys watching that thing? Just the hit count go up and up and up. I mean... Because that's the dream of all of all. Yeah, YouTube I started being things. assholes to all my friends immediately. Yeah, I was immediately spoiled. at like sixty-five. I got, I got hours, sunglasses right? and a and a Bluetooth like really fast. Yes, <laughs> before it even yeah. existed. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went up to her and I got sunglasses that were a Bluetooth. <laughs> terrible for sun protection. Terrible Bluetooth. But it's an accessory. That's what you do when you have sixty-seven. Exactly. So then you got to the hundred mark, and I mean, it just the thing just kept climbing and climbing. Was it at a certain point did the shock wear off, and you're like, okay, this is. It's we, tough we, we to visualize. Yeah, well, it's tough to visualize that many people. I mean, in a certain way, like, being in a room with 100 people watching your movie feels sometimes more satisfying than just thinking, like, oh, this many millions of people have seen the video out there. Because, like I said, it's really, really just tough to visualize. Well, that. not... Uh, Bro Rape has currently, I think, 8 million hits around there. You guys have another video we'll get to in a minute called Blowjob Girl that has uh, 14 million hits, I believe, at the moment. I did a little research online, and to to put it as a as a kind of visual for you, uh, if bro, if we'll go with blowjob girl, if blowjob girl was a country on the planet Earth, uh, it would have more people than the following nations: Ecuador, Greece, Cuba, and I'm I, they're like random countries that we've never heard of. I didn't include them. Yeah. I, I, I picked the big ones. Right, okay, the heavy hitters. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Ecuador, Greece, Cuba, Belgium, Portugal, Sweden, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, Israel. Pretty much every country in Africa, not combined, mm. but like that's the cradle of civilization. Uganda and Zimbabwe equals blowjob girl. A lot of those, you know what mm. I mean, like five mils. Um, Hong Kong, and then bro rape. You get into Hong Kong, Denmark, Finland, Singapore, Costa Rica, Ireland, okay. New Zealand. So you, yeah, so <laughs> my people. You, there are more people who have seen bro rape than than all of your people combined in their natural in their uh, native land. How does that feel? I mean, that's a way to visualize that shit. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's. I mean, I would like to take this opportunity to start beef with um, Israel. Pick one, yeah, pick two. Um, because yeah. they two seem like, yeah, or Greece. You know, we went to Ecuador and Dan got food poisoning. Really? Whoa. So what now, Ecuador? Is that Ecuador? true? Yeah. Yeah. More that, views than you have people. <laughs> um, and also, I'd like to say that our, the GDP of Blowjob Girl is greater than most of those countries. Um, Blowjob Girl uh, is our nation's third largest export. And they've got a fantastic flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that. all joking aside that's ridiculously trippy you know millions and like like you said uh you go to a baseball game there's like twenty thousand people in the stadium and that's overwhelming like you can't fathom that all these people have separate lives and they all came here in their own cars and they all have jobs assumingly and shit like that millions and millions of people have seen like that's got to be the the best vote of confidence for comedians or performers of all time you know what i mean it's a little bit crazy because we shot it like you know in our living room. You know what I mean? So like, to ha- I don't know. It's yeah, crazy. it's really. Like, it was a very small shoot of like four people. <laughs> yeah, and the thing that was it's, it's particularly satisfying about a video like Bro Rape for the for them to have that many views and for people to then like comment on our current YouTube videos like they'll never top Bro Rape, man. <laughs> Sorry guys, that was the class. That was the citizen you guys know. Hit Bro Rape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know that's our that's our never mind. Um, but it's, it's, it's really funny for people to do that because like at the time, yeah, like I said, like it was not like we had a following to speak of. It's not like being a quote unquote, I guess, YouTube like celebrity was, was something that anybody thought could even exist. And that's not to say like we were pioneers because we didn't do anything intentionally. We just made that video intentionally because we thought it was funny. But the cool thing is you guys aren't also YouTube celebrities in the sense that like you cried about Britney Spears or you, or you, you know what I mean? Or you hit yourself in the face with a shovel or some shit. Yeah. You, you were judged on the merit of your work and mm. that's what's been really tremendously satisfying is the fact that we've only ever done we've tried to avoid the YouTube thing of like oh well here's just a video where it's us parodying you know I mean, what does Sarah Palin have to say about things this week it's kind of like just 
us only ever doing the things that we think are funny. And sometimes those are like weird inside jokes and bits that we have. And is, thankfully other people have like gotten behind. Is it. there ever that compulsion to be like, all right, well we've got such a following and subscription base now that if we put anything up, it'll get millions and millions of hits. Why don't we throw up a video every week? You know what I mean? To plug this or to do. Right. I mean like we, we try to have a certain, degree of like quality control no but I'm saying of course that, that. It's, it's good that you yeah. do that I'm saying yeah. but is there ever that is there ever that moment of being like we've got an insane audience mm. uh, that kind of Vader t- turning towards the dark side <laughs> right yeah, totally. you know what I mean like, um, I've been very tempted to just hijack the Derek Comic <laughs> YouTube account just to put up my own like webcam thoughts about like oh Paula this week on Idol like, I don't know. Just, you know what I mean? Like, um, just videos of your balls. Yeah, exactly. There's videos of my balls and like my balls this week on my body. I don't know. Like, what's going on with them? Like, tripping girlfriend. But I, I look like I got my balls their own Twitter account now. And so they can just kind of say their own thoughts. Nice. And their own. <laughs> I think we've been lucky because there's five of us. So, like, if anyone, I think we, there's such like, we all have such different perspectives on, on things that we have, like, a, a good system of, like, checks and balances. Yeah. And, like, if all of us are excited about idea, then, like, that's a Derek idea, and that's something that we're really... That's awesome. So there's no there's no fear of one personality dominating and... and yeah. Taking the, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think that we would just hector and make fun of that person until they stopped. If anybody <laughs> ever got to that. It's like, dude, I've, I've, seen your, I've seen your pubes, man. You can't tell me. You can dominate. And that's the most true thing about yeah. I've seen all their fucking pubes. <laughs> You have, no idea, you have no idea how many of our meetings end in making going, I've seen all your pubes. You're full of shit. Or, or, or the end where she looks at your pubes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, all right, Maggie. Here you yeah, exactly. Everybody She's like, all right, present your pubes. Tucks down. They present your pants down inspection. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Pubes inspection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then... I would love to write a ma- like a book about management styles, like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Where it's just like just look at your employees' pubes every every week. And just check and they them. can't tell you shit. You know what I mean? At that point, they can't. You know, you have total. Control. You own. Yeah, you, yeah. you own them after you've seen a man's undercarriage. You know, there's not much, uh, not much you could hide between each other. So, <laughs> bro rape happened, and then would, uh, you guys were pumping out a few videos, and then how did Blowjob Girl come about? If we're gonna. I mean, are there any, before we skip to the, to the biggest hits, I guess, are there any other videos you guys are particularly proud of? I mean, they're all, um, the guy, there's the one with the beer where you're in it, working oh at, at, God, at yeah. the, I love that yeah. one. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that so he's referring to, um, Matt's referring to our video Celebrity, which uh, is basically like a bunch of kids trying to buy beer and like pretend like they're celebrities and they're just not. Um, and it takes place at a convenience store, and we got a lot of comments on that one of people being like, fake, this is fake. <laughs> And, like, thinking it was security footage. And we were trying to, like, pass it off as, like, real security footage. But there's coverage on it. It's not even... Yeah, no, 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 yeah. There's, like, multiple camera angles and it's lit. Like, you know, it was clearly shot. There's, like, a tracking shot. Yeah. 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 Um, And so, but people, I guess, like, wanted to think that it was real. Speaking of which, how did you guys get that convenience store? Um, It's actually in my hometown, and Dan Ekman's hometown as well. We're both from New Hampshire and Manchester. And uh, we had shot a short film at that convenience store, and the the guy who owns that convenience store, it's actually called Bunny's Superette, which is a thing that I think only exists in New Hampshire, a a mini supermarket called the Superette. Um, But... Yeah, so the guy that owns it, his son is, like, involved in the arts, and he's just, like, extremely supportive of the arts, and he's a super nice guy, and we actually shot a short film there, we shot Celebrity there, and we shot Part of Mystery Team there as well. Mm, very so. cool, because I, I remember seeing that video and being like, holy shit, like, they actually have sets, like, they, they, they're the most stepped-up comedy group on the internet, <laughs> like, it's not just apartments anymore, you know yeah. what I mean, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not just apartments <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that was just, we kind of only ever... It's not as though we were, like, building that kind of stuff. It was just like, oh, we happen to have yeah. this idea that happens to be a location we can get. And it was even that way on, on Mystery Team. I mean, we sort of were only ever shooting around things that we, like, knew we could get typically for free. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's get to it and mention Mystery Team, I guess. Uh, how did that... For those of you who don't know, Mystery Team is the first feature film from Derek Comedy, uh, starring DC, Donald, and Dominic. Uh, Dan uh, Dan produ- uh, directed the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Ackman and Meggie uh, produced it. Yeah. How did that come about? So I, everyone knows pretty much the Sundance story at this point. Like, I think it's been fairly... Uh, you got, it, The film's got a fairly good buzz on the internet, I'd say, as far mm-hmm. as coverage on, you know, the movie rumor websites, and, like, people have been tracking the story since Sundance. How did, uh... Well, how did, the, how did you guys first decide to do a feature? We had always wanted to do, like, some larger project. Like I said, we sort of never really... 
we didn't have a lot of like specific goals, but we never really set out to be like, we want to be internet, you know, celebrities. It was sort of just like, we want to make comedy. And then once we were making sketches, we were like, we want to do a larger project. And, and thankfully we were making revenue from YouTube, um, from merchandising, from touring. And we always knew we wanted to do a larger project. And so it basically came time to like, we have this amount of time that Donald's going to be off of work. We have this amount of time where we're all like available. At this Let's point, Donald was, was writing, writing for, for 30, 30 Rock. Okay, yeah. yeah, he was writing for the show 30 Rock. So they were between their like second and third seasons. He had this hiatus and we were like, let's do something this summer. Let's, let's make a thing and like finance it ourselves. So we were able to scrape together the financing and the time and like just barely. Yeah. We were all like really lucky, like that we never sort of made Derek be like our full time, like meal ticket. We all like had our own jobs and like did our own thing. And, and Derek was always like something that we did like on the weekends and like crazy late hours of the weeknights. Um, so all the money that we ever made, we just put into this account and we let it grow. And, um, and I think that that was a, a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we never pay ourselves and, 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 and we still have not. You guys all kept your day gigs throughout the success mm-hmm. of, of the videos. You know, oh right? yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was kind of the thing where it's like, it wasn't like we were making like titanic amounts of money. It's like maybe if we had been one person making internet videos and like you said, putting them out like every two, every week. And maybe, maybe, maybe that person could have paid their rent. But it was like, we could split it and like each like walk around with like, I made a hundred dollars off of it. I mean, it's rare that you can monetize the internet. Yeah, no, so I mean, it's, it's incredible. That I didn't even know that you can make money off of YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was a, it's a very weird Wild West like time in history where things are kind of shifting and they're moving around. And on the one hand, like old jobs and ways of doing things are like disappearing, which sucks. But then also like new ways and interesting angles and stuff are, are coming out. So like hucksters like us can, can kind of work that way <laughs> Make their little poop and fart movies. So I mean, so you guys uh, wrote this wrote the script. The five of you together, or the f- um, five we, of you got the story right? Yeah, basically, um, we were trying to think about like what we wanted to do. We had this other script that we had written, this full feature script that we had actually brought out to Los Angeles and like pitched around. Nobody was really interested in doing it, and we went like. We wrote this movie to be like sort of a small budget because we thought it would allow people to want to give us money to make it because if it didn't cost them much money. So maybe we can scrape together the money to like get this movie made. Well, like we don't really like this script that we wrote. Um, Are you talking about the first one? Or? Yeah, the first one that we wrote. We were like, we don't really love it enough to put so much work into making the movie and then like, you know, selling the movie or whatever. And now being on the other end of having like made and being in the process of bringing that movie to people. I'm really glad that we only ever made a movie that we really loved because if we did anything less than absolutely love this movie that we're trying to sell, like it would be miserable. Yeah, it's faking it all the time. Yeah, Yeah. there's so much work. It would be, it would be literally like a a, a loveless marriage. Yeah. Because I'm around this person all the time and I hate this person. Like we're around this movie all the time. I mean, you guys live, you live mystery team 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Since we've been, in pre-production on this movie, we've only, like we've lived Mr. Yeah, game, so. you guys can't see it at home. I'm hand scrolling out all the tickets for New York this weekend. <laughs> Handwriting. I have to write all the child tickets out. I have to write all the senior. Maybe he's taping together the real <laughs> herself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dominic's in the next room painting all of the popcorn kernels yellow. It's very elaborate. It's very. It's all in house. Yeah. But yeah. So we 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 went to like okay, we're going to make, we want to self-finance a movie. Let's do something we're really excited about. Donald basically had always wanted to do an Encyclopedia Brown all grown up kind of story. And so he was like, what if it were the three of us and we were kind of these like Encyclopedia Brown style kid detectives and we're all grown up and we're like in way over our heads trying to solve a mystery. We all really latched onto that very immediately. And within that first meeting of talking about that idea, we all got really excited and we kind of just, um, you know, beat it out the story very quickly, the five of us. Um, and we hammered out like the mystery and the characters and who they are. So we had a very detailed outline that we all, the five of us made. And then the three of us went off. One person wrote the first act of the script, handed it off to this. Right. the next person who wrote the second act, handed it off to the next person who wrote the third act. And then we did like a ton of rewrites to polish it and make it seem like three people, you know, didn't write it as a weird Frankenstein monster. And then we did a, maybe like 17 or 18 polishes just to try to make sure that the jokes all worked as well. Had you good. ever personally written a feature length, anything like that before? Or Yeah, I wrote a script for school because that's what I went to school for. So I've done like screenwriting before, but I wouldn't say that the, the, the experience so much applied beyond like, I know how to like, how far to tab. Yeah, that Microsoft Word paperclip can't intimidate me. You have to put me. parentheses there. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. 
Um, would you? Was there ever a fear or a difficulty transitioning from from short form, you know, short films and sketches like that to a feature as a group, or was it was it natural? Would you say as a group? I don't think we had a lot of trouble. It was really like the story. We were all just so excited about it. We wrote the story together. This the script came together like pretty easily. I think like the creative collaboration was went off without a hitch. I think the the big um, you know difficulty for us was really just taking it from a crew that's like me dan and dancing her brother holding a boom pole to like you know 30 people that we have to like feed and house and craft service craft service you know like and over time and like i think that was really like the big thing for us i mean obviously taking this like a script that actually has a story and characters and things that you actually care about versus like you know a girl giving you a blowjob is a different beast and but we really wanted to show that we could like take uh, you know, an idea and, and make characters that you care about and make a story that makes sense rather than just, like, this idea that we blow out really quick in three minutes. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I think it's kind of like... I was just thinking about it today, actually, because we just put up a new short short uh, film online, and kind of people being like, well, if they can make, like, this many short films, why do they have to go away for, like, two years and not make any to, like, make a movie? Because isn't it just, like, those, but just, like, longer? And it really is, like, when you go to make a movie, it's not just like, oh, we have this, like, three-page book that then becomes a 200 page book it's like we have this three page book that, that becomes a spaceship it's supposed to be like larger but also in terms of dimensionality and complexity like like Maggie said there's just so much more stuff that you have to take into account that we we knew that we there was going to be a lot more stuff but we didn't know the degree to which it was going to be different. was it was it overwhelming at first like first day of, you know with with all the crew there and, and you know you got was was it not maybe not overwhelming is not the right word but surreal I mean totally yeah, surreal absolutely. definitely surreal it was overwhelming a little bit too, but it was yeah. definitely surreal. It was it was really especially the first the first actual day that we shot we shot at Dan's grandmother's house, um, <laughs> which I've been to a number of, of times, and it, you know the boys mm-hmm. we've been on location scouts, but to see all these people just walking all over like her rugs that no one's allowed to walk on and stuff. And just the, <laughs> and just the crew sheet for with mystery team on top. Yeah, be, it's I mean, absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, and it, it, uh, once again, I started being a prima donna almost immediately. Um, <laughs> I mean, back I, in the day, though, right? the opportunity, yeah, right. I was like, there's 60 people here. I need 60 people to get me water. Yeah. Now, 60 people need to provide me with water bottles, and the first person to be back here uh, will win. Um, they can keep their job. My so you guys get out of here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All he that. wanted, like, sugar-free Red Bull, but he wanted us to take the take regular the sugar Red Bull. Take the sugar out of it. I, yeah. yeah. I said, don't give me this shit, because I know that, 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 that Red Bull, in its natural form, has sugar in it. That's what Red Bulls are in nature. <laughs> when you see them, they're sugar bulls. Sugar. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah. It's why they're called sugar bulls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hence the sugar bowl in the NCAA football tournament. Yeah, totally. Anyway, it's all it's all movie making. It's all the process. Yeah. You guys can watch any Scorsese. But uh, having seen the film, uh, I'm not going to go into my review right now because I'm going to I'm going to post it on Quick Stop Ooh. for the folks listening. So there'll be a, a column starting up again. Um, what you do do? I mean, I loved it without going into too many uh, details because I'll save that. But you don't fall into the trappings that a lot of sketch groups who transition or even SNL things do is. It's, it, that doesn't, it doesn't seem sketchy at all. It is, it is a solid film. Like, there's a plot, Thanks, and there are acts. Um, are you, ever, after the success of this, are you guys shying away from, from the short films at all? Would you, is this, like, is this the future of Derek at all? I mean, no. I mean, we, all, we yeah. love making short films. It's, like, there's something so satisfying about, like, Donald can be doing, like, a weird, funny thing where he pretends to give someone a blowjob, and, like, three weeks later, that's, like, mm. a, the, a memento parody where he doesn't know what dicks mm. look like. Like, it's, that's brilliant. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, we, we, it's, it's really fun. Yeah, exactly like Maggie said, like, the low threshold of, like, this is just us fucking around in the car to we can go make that and put it up online is, like, indispensable. It's like we don't have to, like, take and I'm sure the budget. Ta- I'm sure the budgetary concerns yeah, are yeah. exactly. <laughs> much slimmer. So, yeah, I mean, you, exactly. got, you guys shot the film in New Hampshire, right? Mm-hmm. In, your, in your hometown? Yeah, or? it's in my hometown in Manchester, New Hampshire. Very cool. And, and after that, so you guys shot the film, you edited it, you had the movie, and how did Sundance come about? How did the festival... Um, basically, we, we shot the movie in the spring of 2008, and then we submitted to Sundance in September of, of 2008, and we basically just waited on pins and needles um, until, like, two days before Thanksgiving, and then it's like you take off like a rocket after that. Like, it's Sundance is a ton of... It's super thrilling and amazing and, like, the most fun time ever, but it's, it's a lot of work and paperwork and craziness. Was that always the route for the film in your mind? I mean, um, once you we always intended to submit it to Sundance, but we were never positive that it was, like, a Sundance movie. Like, because we're just, like, you know, comedy 
shit yeah, traditionally you know, it's not it's not who knows you know so we always yeah. wanted to submit it that was always like you know you know as filmmakers that's you know the holy grail for an independent film but we we always sort of were gonna take it as it came I guess and it it is not a Sundance movie I mean it's not you know it's not like a movie about mumbly twenty somethings in Brooklyn with like a jangly <laughs> indie pop soundtrack yeah I tried to keep getting it in there yeah I tried yeah, I kept yeah, playing yeah. Death Cab for Cutie just off screen you were like we need to go to I was like we need a little fucking Death Cab are yeah. you sure they can't have a meeting in Veselka one more time <laughs> exactly exactly and so I would throw Strudel in from off screen yeah. none of those takes made it into yeah. the movie but it, it really has been a weird process with this movie because it is a very conventional kind of gross-out comedy. It also does like harken back to those like 80s Spielberg Amblin films, which is something we really wanted to just... Because we like those movies. Not It wasn't a conscious homage. It was just like we wanted to make a movie like that. And so it is a very conventional in a lot of ways. And it just so happens we made it in a very unconventional way. Yeah. So it doesn't sort of fit into that like indie mold, which is weird to even talk about. There is like an independent film mold. It, do, it absolutely doesn't. But you're right. It does not feel or look for a minute like you know, like that indie, like an indie film. I mean, mm. it's, it's a real movie with, with quotes mm. around it, but that's, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you feel like we don't have Zoe Deschanel bangs in this movie or enough of them, we will provide with the DVD some Zoe Deschanel bangs that you can and tape they, over they the will screen. Send you a sheen exactly. And track. <laughs> exactly. So there will be bangs over any character that you wish uh, awesome. at your own leisure. So you guys all went out to Utah for some dance, right? Yeah, all five of us. How was how that as an experience? I mean, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Had, you, crazy. had you seen it on a big screen at that point? or No. We had done like one sort of small screening at yeah. like a weird bar um, <laughs> for like some friends just to get like notes to sort of see how it played. But this was like the first time that we really saw it in front of an audience of people that we didn't know. Hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, it was stressful because we were there like trying to like sell the movie. And you're supposed to be there like selling the movie, but the ways in which you go about it are very sort of crazy and sh- and, and sort of arcane and just like you don't know who's an executive or who's this person, well, so you just have to constantly be sort of selling. It's is it really that experience. weird bidding war thing of like right after the flick? Like, you know what I mean? I think it was. I think it was, but we went the <laughs> first year that the economy sucked. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 that's right. I mean, for, yes. for what we heard, like. Yeah, rumor Hamlet 2 was like this crazy bidding war all through the night but like the year that we went I don't yeah. think that we was had really seven bombs in an fry cook from Sonic were bidding over the movie we were offered one of the bombs and like one guy in a bow tie we were yeah. like I think yeah. that's the exact I'm not yeah. sure. he was naked except for the bow tie <laughs> exactly it, yeah. yeah it was party so boy from jackass he did yeah. we didn't really like I don't he's think head of development now yeah. for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dreamworks. Yeah. We didn't have that ex- experience at Sundance. But it was weird because we were kind of primed. We to... were primed for like, you're going to be up all night. You yeah. don't think about sleeping and like, right. it's going to be freezing and you're going to be selling constantly. So we were It's going to be the worst night of your life. The, yeah. The, well, I mean, but they're sort of setting you up for like, not the worst night of your life, but this like very exciting night of like, it's high stakes. It's and, it's high. Yeah. and it was literally like, everyone loved the movie. All right, see you tomorrow. You know, <laughs> people really like the movie. That was the, that was the great thing about Sunday. So yeah. I can't really front on this. That's where a lot of like critics saw it. A lot of these these online critics and, and these people who have been so so incredibly supportive of the movie since then, and it's sort of like carried us along through months and months of people being like, I heard about this movie, when is it coming out? And thankfully a lot of the online press and, and, and a lot of people who saw it initially at Sundance really picked up the standard of this movie and have kind of been carrying yeah. us along ever since. We've been really lucky. And also at Sundance too, we had like a lot of people, like we had like, you know, a bunch of like sort of middle-aged teachers from Texas Arkansas, yeah. who like decided to, oh, this looks fun and like actually really liked it. So like for us, it was like this a really fun experience of having people who maybe would never like have our movie like marketed to them. You know, well, it also wasn't your traditional audience. Definitely sure, not. Right? But like right. they like seemed to really enjoy it. It was sort of fun to like have a different a different sort of group enjoy it. And I mean, since Sundance, you got the, the movie did get picked up, right? Mm-hmm. We did. Congratulations! By, uh, thank, thank you. you very by much. Roadside Attraction. By Roadside Attraction, very cool. And since then, the film's been screening all around the country, mm-hmm. right? And you got you guys have been. On tour with it, no? Yeah, it's kind of been this like strange, awesome thing um, where basically we started uh, out by doing this college tour. The movie opened in Austin, then we were in Florida, we were in a couple places in Iowa. It we premiered at the Draft House, right? Yeah, the Draft House, yeah. Which was like, it was at the Ritz, which is a two screen place, and it was us in Inglorious Bastards, which I will like never get over. And at the time, I hadn't seen Inglorious Bastards, I was just like, Quentin Tarantino's movie, that's awesome. And like, we're premiering this place where the only other movie is his new movie. And then I finally came back to Los Angeles and like saw Glorious Bastards. And then I saw it like six times because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and so the fact that like our movie like premiered 
you know, at this theater where Inglorious Bastards is playing. It's a movie like about movies. It's such a love letter, like two movies by this guy who's like kind of the reason I ever wanted to make movies, or one of them was like incredible. That's awesome. So cool. the super coolest thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. So, and you guys have been going. You guys have been doing Q and A's after this. Yeah, like, basically, meeting the fans. And stuff yeah, like exactly. That. It's been it's been really cool. Like. Well, I, I was just talking about it with somebody today, actually. Like, you, you kind of, a lot of people, especially people in the industry, like, especially older people, older people, like, oh, the old ways of doing things, they're over. It's all the Twitters now and the Facebooks and the streaming. And, like, if anything, we came from that world of Facebooks and Twitters and streaming, and we want to go back to more of the traditional <laughs> way to do things traditionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like so we don't like the internet anymore. Like, we know, we do love the, the internet. internet. Like, the internet, it's, it's totally cool and, and indispensable, and it's been awesome for us, but, like, the mo- we only ever wanted to do that stuff to get to a place where it's like our movies in theaters. It's a launching point. Exactly. Yeah, we always like. I mean, putting our movie like on thirty five millimeter, like being yeah, an actual movie exactly. theater. Like that's really what we, we wanted. But I mean, as far as the generation of, of of people who who are getting known from the internet now, you guys are at the forefront of that. You know what I mean? Do you think it'll continue? Or do you think? Do you think it's a passing thing? I mean, do you think? Do you think you're a rare success story in in the sense that you guys, you know? Do you mean like it'll be more people coming from the internet to doing more? Yeah, sort I mean, of traditional do you, do you, you think we'll start, or even do you think like our our next round of comedian celebrities, or like you know, we'll see the dude from YouTube will be cast on NBC sitcom? Do you think that's the way it's going to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I guess, I, I only come at it from like an upright citizens brigade in New York based comedians perspective, where a lot of my friends and, and contemporaries, who I think are so amazing and so funny, we're like making online short films and kind of like doing sketches and finding their voices that way and you look at a lot of these people and some of them thankfully are in our movie like like Bobby Moynihan or Aubrey Plaza or, or no, people like that where it's yeah, like you guys that they become the next wave of people that are actually in these movies and in these TV shows and stuff like that and so I think coming at it for me like comedian voice perspective I think that a lot of those people are, are ending up in a lot of stuff and it, it's it's really cool and like it's cool for us because then we get to go oh that's like bud you know no 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 totally and that's the fact that yeah everyone um, UCB I mean it seems to be the launching point for for 99% of uh, <laughs> TV uh, TV and movie comedy these days you know what I mean and, and for a good reason I think though um so what's the sword thing about? Oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. this is part of the whole tour and part of the whole, like, <laughs> weird, amazing process of, like, bringing this movie out to people at large. Um, we basically, we started doing this in Colombia, which is the second-to-last place we were. Medellin? And, I'm sorry? Medellin? Medellin? Oh, not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were there with Vinny Chase. <laughs> we were there. Not the character, the guy, the real guy. Like, so you went for the entourage reference. Yeah. I went for the for the like, the like the drug capital. Of right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So you actually went through it. Are we bigger than Columbia? Is Blowjob Girl bigger than Columbia? Is um, I th- Wait, is it on there? I'm going to say yes. All right. Let's, let's just you know say what? yes. And, and let, people can email in and they can correct us. Or, or if they want to do, if people really want to double check me yeah, on that. exactly. Let them feel, <laughs> feel free. Uh, you can't check it on Wikipedia. You have to go down to your local You have to find, yeah. Card catalog. <laughs> you need a bibliography yeah, and a work <laughs> site. We need a work <laughs> site. MLA citations. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I um, hate it. I, I refuse to do that shit. <laughs> I wasn't good at school. I just refused to do, I remember that. Really? Yeah, I refused to do the formatting. I was like. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really. You said I'm going to write my term paper on a pigeon. A great student. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it flies away. Or any kind of pelt that was that was handy. You know what I mean? I, I live near a beaver dam, but I could never <laughs> I could never catch one of them. <laughs> they were quick. But uh, I, yeah, I was never speaking. Of, but you're, speaking of great students, were you were you were you your character in Mystery Team? I mean, were you? Oh, the, so yeah, my character, uh, the boy Duncan, genius, it's like the boy genius. Where basically all of us in in Mystery Team, we all have our little like quirk or sort of power that we don't really embody. So, like, Donald's the master of disguise, Dominic is the, like, strongest kid in town, and my character, Duncan, is, like, supposedly, like, the boy genius. But basically, like, it's just based around, like, this book of 1001 wacky facts that he got and memorized when he was in, like, second grade. And but they're true, though, right? Those facts all those facts. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were there just like, right. oh, I mean, it's yeah. illegal to tie your donkey to a post in New Mexico. You know, stuff like that. Like <laughs> no, book barbers over. can't eat onions and fucking... <laughs> yeah, exactly. For some reason, those books are always just like random no, yeah, laws yeah. that are still... I'm sorry, we went off the sword thing. I got distracted. Where is Columbia? I oh, yeah, so Columbia's in Missouri. Okay, it's so amazing, that's why cool I, my mind went off. Yeah, I, never, I don't know about Columbia it's, in America. I didn't know yeah. a ton about it either, but it is this really cool college town. Missouri University's there, Mizzou's there. And it's just, like, this cool little, like, fun, party town, hippie town. And we basically were at this theater called The Ragtag, which is this, this, like, art house theater. 
And we wanted to do something to get people to come back and see the movie a second time. It's like hopefully they'll bring you know a friend or whatever. So we went to Walmart and we got these $1.99 foam swords. Um, and we will hand number them with Sharpie, uh, write Sword Club on there, and each one has a unique inspirational quote, which I typically look up on my iPhone uh, before the movie, um, and write it on there. And uh, so we just started handing them out, and like people would come back and get swords, and then people could have sword fights. And by the time we left, like Columbia, Missouri, now it was like a big sword town. A lot of people have swords there. Now. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I thought you were giving people real swords, and I was like, "Really? Yeah." I was like, "Holy shit! They've got an amazing marketing budget." No, yeah, no. That would be, I was, I, I, that'd yeah. be amazingly cool. Yeah. At one point, Definitely. I was like, "Are they getting swords wholesale?" Like, my, I went through the whole process right. in my mind exactly. of being yeah. like, "How could they be getting well, swords?" England, they were drilling, and they just had a big vein of swords. Legality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like I was that would be just swords. pricing swords recently, yeah. and there are a number of wholesale actual swords, actual right? Swords. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. That's I mean, they're cool. expensive. They're not going to be like All right, well, Matt, thanks for making us look like shit. Yeah, I have no, I have Thanks for making us look like real assholes. That's for the sequel. For the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, guys, if you come and see this movie, the next movie, we will give out that. We'll give you actual yeah. deadly weapons. But actual <laughs> fuck-off yeah. swords. Uh, yeah, totally. But they're, oh, they're super cheap. And they're, they're super fun, though. They're yeah, the that's most cool. That's fun cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, you guys have got you guys got to be a rock band for a little bit this summer on that. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And, and like we just got done. We were in Phoenix, my hometown, and like the movie like got you know extended there. And by the end, I, we probably gave out like a, we had a hundred new people in Sword Club. Um, <laughs> we started Tattoo Club. Yeah, with, uh, I heard about yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Tattoo Club was something that I said on a whim <laughs> without thinking about it. Then immediately regretted, then went, well, I said it, so I got to do it, right? And I do have to do it. And because what happened was, basically, I said, so if, if you come and see the movie 10 times, you pay to see it in Phoenix, and it's run 10 times. Show stubborn. I will, yeah, I will get your name tattooed on me somewhere at a place of my choosing. Um, and not just the first person to do it, just anyone who would see the movie 10 times. And three kids were like, I'm doing it, man, I'm doing it. And I was like, all right, here we go. Um, and I then told that to everyone in my life, all of whom immediately disapproved. <laughs> Um, did they actually you know, did they do it the kids? Oh yeah, oh they did. The, all the kids, yeah, kids came. Um, <laughs> how many? How many? People? It's two, two. Well, it's two. I know their names, of course. It's uh, it's uh, Daryl and Jeremy Seeliger, who are two brothers who came. You get the um, last name. Too. Yeah, um, their legal name. I'm mean, looking at their driver's license. I don't want them to say like, yo, my name's Labia Butts, yeah. and, and then I have Labia. But there was a girl named Labia Butts who came. She only came seven she, times. She had to work. She missed um, the back. Yeah, exactly. back but uh, so Daryl and Jeremy Seeliger and Jason Articus. Uh, also, and they're all uh, dudes who I will now know forever in my life. Do you have any tattoos at this point? I don't have it yet. We're going to go... Do you have any tattoos? Anymore? I don't have any tattoos. No. Were you planning on getting any? Like, Not are you a really. Guy? I was sort of playing with the idea, but uh, I don't know what prompted it, but I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. This will be fun. And so we're going to get the, get the tattoos, and hopefully the kids are going to be there if we can work it out, and we'll tape it, and it'll be on the DVD. Stuff. That's, so, the, that's commitment to your to your craft. Yeah, yeah man, it's kind of thrilling because I know it's a bad idea. Everyone knows. I, mean, yeah. it's I know it's an awesome idea, but it's not a great one. <laughs> exactly, it's awesome, but it's not cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, it, it kind of it, like as soon as I like was like, you know what, I'm definitely going to do it. And these kids are coming, and I met them, and I talked to them, and they're all like just cool, honest, genuine kids who like happen to have the time and money to see a movie ten times. Like that's crazy. Pretty cool. Ten and, times. I, don't I mean, know. that is yeah, that is quite the fucking. I don't think I've ever seen a movie ten times in theater. At all. Yeah, yeah, or, I mean, or, yeah, I think I've seen like four, and that's like a lot. Yeah, exactly. And 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 now for me, it just kind of like represents like these kids have shown us like a really amazing amount of love and and dedication. Like not just these kids, but like everyone. And I kind of want to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll put your name on my ankle and have my you know, and never ever. Be naked in front of anyone ever. Yeah, <laughs> just, and just, yeah, and yeah, just end that. That's done. Now. That part of my life is yeah, over. Exactly. <laughs> Who's Daryl and Jeremy and Jason? My what? celibacy, my celibacy yeah. bracelet. Uh my permanent tag. Uh, that's awesome, dude. So you're actually you're gonna go through it, huh? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, speaking of the fans being very supportive, you guys have been one of the, the first few films to be part of this new Demand It Now campaign, mm-hmm. right? How has that been working out so far? Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, would you want to explain what that sure. is? Because like, I think I think Paranormal Express activity might have been. <laughs> I always call it Paranormal, Paranormal Express. Express. I do. Which yeah. is which is like which is, Polar uh, Express meets Paranormal Activity or Pineapple Express. Oh, so, I call uh, Polar Express too. I guess it's the Christmas Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm a Jew, so there's that. Yeah, no, I'm not in the season mode as much. Right. Yeah. 
Um, I do like imagining like Paranormal Express, which is like Santa is tormenting them. He comes in, he yeah. puts a little bell. I didn't see Paranormal. I can't watch scary movies. Too scary. Um, it's not really. Did you see it? I did. Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah, did I liked you? it a lot actually. I thought it was. I thought it was very simple and effective. I um, didn't see it. But yeah, then, so the demanded thing is basically where people can go and just sort of say like, "Hey, I'm in this town. I want the movie to come to my town." And it's a way of going like, "Oh, cool. There's actually a surprising amount of people in you know Albuquerque or in Columbia. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, where people can um, where people want to see the movie. And so it's a good way to show to our distributor like, "Hey, these people are out there. They want to see the movie in this particular place." Mm-hmm. And so we've been trying to. Look at that when we plan the next places the movies. That's totally. And speaking of, of towns and hometowns, the movie is coming out in my hometown uh, this week, right? Yeah. December fourth, and, and Derek's hometown as well. Town as well in New, uh, York, New City, York City, yeah, New York City. the place where it all started. It's going to be at the Quad, right downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a uh, 13th Street, um, like in like between like fifth and sixth, fifth and sixth, yeah, yeah, And so yeah, people can go on to MovieTickets.com and get tickets. I mean, that's got to be cool exciting. for you guys, right? Oh, I mean, dude. It's, it's, I am it's going to so put my headphones on and listen to that Jay Z song, "The Empire State of Mind," yeah, and uh, I'm going to stand across the theater and uh, weep. She get that tattooed. Get yeah. the Alicia Keys part tattooed on you. All. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm going to get getting tattooed. Yeah, dude. I'm going to get. your new thing. I'm going to get the entire lyric. I'm going to get the entire lyric sheet from the new Alicia Keys album tattooed on me. If Alicia Keys comes to see this movie one time, she only has to come once. Really? She only has to come once. Is that true? Alicia Keys? Thrown it I down. Alicia Keys? I'm throwing it out there. Let's get it out there. Let's get it out there to her. Because Alicia Keys is a lit... No, I mean, I don't think she likes white people. Well, I'm kidding, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm not. Well, <laughs> Matt, I think you started saying, I'm saying that she's a lesbian. And no, she's up a, and said she doesn't like she was a listener. Oh, okay. That's why I switched it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that she... She don't know. You don't know. She I don't know that for She loves Bagged and Boarded. She, she could be a huge fan. I mean, she, she likes Bagged and Boarded, the lesbian sex act. Like, <laughs> that's the name for a lesbian sex act. Yeah, that's where, I stole, that's where I stole the name of the podcast from. <laughs> it's not a comedy. I caught it in, yeah. uh, in Tijuana once, and I was like, <laughs> I've got, I've got, this, I like, I like this you, to see the world. I like you said you caught it. Like, oh, dude, I've been meaning to catch that sex act. Like, you're going to like, run by and see that. No, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a matter of time. Uh, I actually <laughs> fielded the web for a couple quick questions if you guys are down. Absolutely. Surprise! I uh, I checked Facebook and Twitter and and uh, a fish message board where you guys have a surprisingly huge following. Oh, fish jam, jam band fans and most of them quote the uh, the fish festival was it was a all you can rate buffet. Oh, really? that's, that's, become, that's become a yeah. thing in the fish community apparently. So wow. speaking of which, one dude has a uh, question for you. I guess uh, you were one of the performers, so it'd be for you. Ask them, meaning you, DC, what it's like to make a completely dirty kids movie and how hard it is uh, to act like a child in the dirtiest of situations and maintain an idea of innocence. Good question. That's a really yeah, good question. Like, was it hard not to go blue at all? or? Um, well, I think that that's the thing that, because in this movie, like, we do play these, like, sort of naive, you know, Encyclopedia Brown style, very aw shucks, you know, Andy Griffith kind of kids that get exposed to a lot of crazy sex stuff and boobs and weird sex acts and stuff. And the thing that I think keeps the movie okay for people on up to my grandparents is that we're never, the characters aren't like, all right, time to get laid. You know, we we just kind of stay in this weird, innocent, minds blown kind of place. And it wasn't really hard to channel that. It was kind of fun. Because, like, you do, I think we all, like, feel that way a little bit sometimes. We're just like... I'm not down for this. this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, and, and and so I think like channeling that that puritanism is like is pretty fun. I don't know. I think it works for the flick too because uh, unlike a lot of comedy, it's never that it never comes really from a place of mean spiritedness. It's one of those rare, just kind of funny, happy. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, they're all nice kids. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, they're sweet, and they have like a goal, a goal for which they are incredibly overmatched, and they have no chance of succeeding at. Or do they? Um, <laughs> but they really don't. They really, yeah, exactly. They really should have no. When when you know my character is like, we can't do this. He's right. Like they can't do it, and yet somehow they you know like they got to try, which I think kind of makes it sort of work on that level. Um, but yeah, it was just like more fun to have those haircuts and ride those bikes uh, and be like six years old again. No, totally. And, and a personal uh, observation: you talking about you know homages to you know some of the early Spielberg films and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm a huge comic book geek, as uh, are a lot of the fan base. You guys, I don't know if it was conscious or not, but you had a bit of a superhero team dynamic going on, especially with the color scheme. 
And I noticed that played even onto the credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. And the mic is coming out with uh, t-shirts this week that are the red, green, and Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and you guys got your powers, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's- well, no, it was, it, was, it was cool. Like, um, Donald, when we were first talking about the, the movie and the, the, the design, because I did the, the art direction, was like, we really have to, he was like, we really have to, like, stand out from the world. We really have to be very, like, these guys have to pop out of the normal world in which they live. And, and, and they sort of see themselves as this, like, you know, I wear like a sweater vest, and 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 you know, Charlie wears like a very sort of like I'm a 1950s, you know, like a roustabout. Exactly. But to us, those are our Batman costumes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we wear those every day. That we have a closet full of those. You know what I mean? And uh, it was very much meant to have that sort of superhero aspect because that's how the characters themselves see themselves. The rest of the world just sees them as as, as beyond geeks, but like creepy. As weird. Because yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be like they're supposed to be high school seniors to so what, 17, 18? Exactly. Yeah. And, and not yeah. just like 17, 18 years old in nineteen fifty, but like seventeen and eighteen years old like today. Like they're like this amongst kids who are you know, like sexting and No, the six there's that how old how old's the kid in the movie? You say, uh there's a kid in the in the film who's gotta be what, eight or nine or something? Yeah, he's yeah. like yeah, he's yeah. like seven or eight. He's like incredibly he's swearing out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's fingering chicks. <laughs> Uh, not on screen, but on the DVD. Yeah, and, and in the behind scenes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh my god, it, incessantly the finger every bagging. female crew member. They were like, my vagina is so sore. The sag rap was like, oh, the sag rap was like, my hands are tied. He's too young. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> he can finger bang all of you. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing yeah. I can do. Legally, he has to finger. He has to finger bang. At least three. Yeah. I haven't been finger banged yet, but I will be before. I leave. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, another question we have. That was from Lil Cordy. Here we have one from uh, Hedy Roosevelt. Hedy Roosevelt. Yeah, I love it. The fish tour. Do you uh, love puns? I love puns. Has, the, puns. has the bro rape skit got you girl laid? There's another pun, I guess. Got us girl laid? Ha That's awesome. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to discuss that. I mean... No. Especially not bro rape. Although we do have um, our friend Matt is at the beginning of that video getting raped by Donald. Um, quite brutally, I might add. Um, yeah, and really, yeah. really, and that video has been surprisingly successful for something that starts uncommented upon with a like maybe ninety second rape. Um, but he, he was one time on a gay porn website. Somebody reposted that video, like, "Look, check out this guy," and it's like, and it sort of became like a little bit of a gay porn thing. Well, I mean, not not to go to go deep or anything, but there's a weird there is a weird a weird thing of uh, I mean, it's it's a hit amongst you know a lot of college kids and frats and stuff like that. People who are typically I don't want to say typically, but sometimes. Pretty homophobic, and I mean that's a that's a pretty gay fucking sketch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was there ever like we're getting all these kids to watch dude on dude sex with? with it's kind of beautiful. No, yeah, it's also beautiful. And that's that was kind of the genesis of the bit. Bro rape was like you know being at a party and watching dudes like dude, I love you, fucking awesome, man. Yes, oh yes, I love you. Like you just wanted to kiss, you know. What I mean? like, there's something that's about the natural, natural progression of yeah, that shit. There's so much passion there. So much exactly, right? It's like, gotta go somewhere. Yeah, it's gotta. Why can't it go? You know, let's just you know rip each other's affliction t-shirts off and do this. You know, <laughs> let's throw Ed Hardy to the wind yeah, and just exactly. lay it there. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, you guys get a lot of people were actually asking about um Australian and UK releases and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, it seems like you have a global audience really. Yeah. Clamoring for the flick. Any word on that? Or? Um, as far as theatrically, I, I couldn't even really speculate. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just been so busy worrying about like the U.S. No, of course, yeah, would, the country would, that matters. We would, no, no, this is the country <laughs> the in which we, things, the country yeah. in which we like live. Um, and we would love to, though. I mean, like I know I'm personally a huge Anglophile. Like I would love to be over and get to oh, me too. do stuff on the yeah, BBC yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know all that stuff. Like you know, we're huge, huge fans of all that comedy and all of that. Culture, so we would love to, and like the movie will be out after it finishes theatrically, you know, on DVD and available everywhere. That was so. the other. That was the other. I mean, a lot of folks if they can't see it in theaters, they'll Absolutely. definitely be yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lionsgate is releasing the DVD for us, and oh, awesome, I don't man. know exactly when it's going to come out, but it, there definitely will be next DVD. year, and it'll be like packed full of awesome stuff. Yeah. And Dan, we have like Dan's and your brother shot like seventy hours of behind the scenes footage. He shot like three t- tapes a day, so so it's a stacked DVD to say the least. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to edit that into some fun stuff. Yeah. And you can watch DC get his body permanently murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. that happens, there will be all kinds of fun stuff. That'll be good. Very yeah. cool. And uh, I mean, and what's the future for, for Derek? I guess we can... 
Yeah, we uh, go there. we basically just the, the the adventure of like bringing this movie out continues. Like we've been really really focused on every town that we've been in, and then we've been focused on New York, and then it's going to come out, um, and it's going to be in you know lots of other towns, and then L.A. eventually, um, and then after that, like the DVD, as we said, and then we would love to do another movie, a television show, something like that. Just and then we want to keep doing the sketches. It's just kind of like we want to continue making stuff that has the weird blend of smart humor and dick jokes that people have hopefully come to expect from us and stuff that we find <laughs> funny and cool and just like right on no and I, I think you guys I think you guys will have all the success and luck in the world and I want to thank you both for joining me here today and, and, thank and, you and for excusing me excusing me for was it this really is, yeah, no, oh, it was cool. fun. This yeah. Is super cool. fun. You guys can't see it at home but Matt is actually taking out a bong that is the entire cast of Cheers <laughs> And they're sort of lined up, and each one is its own little glass. You put your light norm. <laughs> exactly. And it goes through Sam and Diane and I everybody. Got that. And then, through Cliff and oh my god! And then yeah. in the car, I brought, I brought my Guernica bong. <laughs> I don't know. We'll save that oh, for later. Oh, think of a pun. Think of a pun. Oh, okay, there's too much pressure. Oh god. Okay. He'll get, uh, he'll get back to us later on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Derek. Comedy. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, bag and board it, it's a way in life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free geeks you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we'd be the top crooks, we got issues and we don't need funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villain, sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt. Cohen, I'm the Jew master. We got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking bad Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's votes on the green on nothing. Quick stop at night, we're storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of balls. Cause we're teaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and matters out in orbit. We're not yeah.